This is David. I'm back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 84. I'm recording this one on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, all right. I am pretty excited about the opening tune from this episode. This is a band that I um, am always excited whenever they release something new, and I always uh, check it out. The band is Cannibal Corpse, originally from uh, Buffalo, New York, but they've been in Florida for a very long time. Uh, formed in 88, of course, and really just one of the uh, pioneers and one of the real innovators, I guess, when it comes to that really brutal technical death metal style that formed in the early 90s. Uh, there was a lot of good bands coming out of that Buffalo scene. And, yeah, they're just one of those bands that I got into when I first heard their cover of No Remorse, the Metallica song. It was a bonus track on Gore Obsessed, which came out in 2002, I believe. And I uh, really liked their cover, and it prompted me to check out the rest of that album. And uh, then whenever The Wretched Spawn came out in 2004, that was the first one that I actually uh you know, went out and bought as a brand new album. And I've been a fan ever since, so anytime they release something new, I am uh, excited to hear it. I was a bit disappointed in the last album. I don't know why, it just didn't didn't grab me as much. And um, I'm going to go on record here. I like Eric Rutan, and he's a new member of the band now, a permanent member of the band. Uh, he was filling in for Pat O'Brien, but now Pat O'Brien, it seems, is just not going to be returning. So Eric is a permanent member, but um, the albums that he has produced for them, Kill had excellent production. It was perfect for the music, and it seems like like he got a lot of praise for that production as well. But it seems like every album they've done with him as the producer since then hasn't quite sounded great. Like Torture sounded good, and he produced that, but it wasn't at his studio. They went to, uh, I forget what it's called, Sonic Ranch in, uh, in Texas. I think it's in, like, El Paso or something like that. But, um, but yeah, so that, that one was done in a different studio, and that one sounded really good. But, um, but, yeah, the ones that they've done with him at his studio, they just haven't sounded very good. And uh, this new one is kind of the same way, I guess, because the production is good, it's clear, but, like, the kick drums just feel a little buried in the low end, like, you know, Alex Webster being one of the best bass players in metal um i'd kind of like to hear him a little more up front in the mix as well but back to the point this new song that they just released is a really good song i really like it a lot i like it better than anything i had heard off of the last album so that immediately gets me excited for this new one this album the new one is going to be called violence unimagined it's coming out on april 16th through metal blade it's their 15th album which is crazy that they have that many now but, um, yeah, like I said, it's the first one to feature Eric Rutan on uh, second guitar, and I thought he was just kind of going to play on the album and, and contribute some solos and stuff. But he actually, uh, in an interview, said that he wrote three songs, uh, music and lyrics for three songs on the record. So there's 11 tunes on the album, so my guess is you'll probably have four tunes written by Alex, four tunes written by Rob Barrett, and then the three written by uh, Eric would be my guess, at least. But yes, uh, this new tune is really cool, and I've listened to it a lot since it's come out. So yeah, good way to kick things off, nice and violent. So, off of the album Violence Unimagined, this is Cannibal Corpse with Inhumane Harvest. (laughs) 
right. That was Cannibal Corpse with Inhumane Harvest. Uh, really good song, and I really like uh, Eric's solo on that because uh, to me it sounds very, uh, very identifiable as Eric's um, soloing style. Just from his days back in Morbid Angel, you can kind of recognize his tendencies as a solo, solo player. Um, okay, that again, that album comes out on uh, April sixteenth, by the way. All right, we're jumping to Germany here. This is a band that's been around since '03 started off as kind of a very uh, overtly satanic kind of black and thrash uh, band for the first two albums I'd say and then they released a third album that was really weird <laughs> they just kind of got super experimental really fast out of nowhere and then they've released a fourth album uh, since then that is kind of reined it back in a little bit um, but it's still you know a far cry from uh, the first two albums they're they're really branching out with their style and uh, the band is called Ketzer it's K-E-T-Z-E-R and I really like the debut it kept popping up on like playlists of, of just black and thrash um, playlists that I was checking out and uh, just really liked this debut and then once I explored more of their catalog I realized that there is more to this band than, than just that style that they really changed a lot over the years but uh, I'm going to play something off of that debut I really like. The debut is called Satan's Boundaries Unchained, and it came out in September of 2009. The label, I enjoy the label name, it's called Near, Kneel Before the Master's Throne Records. That's a mouthful right there. But, um, but yeah, as I said, this is the debut, and it's just pretty fast and furious, and it's not uh, over you know, polished or anything. And uh, yeah, what else is there to say? It's straight to the point, satanic black and thrash metal and I just think they do a really good job of it I think the album art is pretty awesome and uh, yeah the newer stuff you know I, I mentioned how experimental it is it's not bad by any means but it just definitely deviates from the sound that they initially uh, established with their first two albums but uh, I, I do enjoy not so much the third record but this newest one I think it's called Cloud Collider um, it came out in 2019 that one is, is actually a, a very good record but um but all right, here we go off of the debut, Satan's Boundaries Unchained. This is Ketzer with Inverted Cross. Defending the unholy love 
Ketzer with Inverted Cross off of their debut, Satan's Boundaries Unchained. Uh, We're going to jump to Sweden here for the third track. This band's been around since 98. I had no idea that they had been around that long. Um, I knew they had a lot of albums, but for some reason they always struck me as a band that's been around like post-2000. The band is Paganizer, and they kind of have vibes, not only just with their logo even, but uh, with their sound, they have some real like unleashed vibes to them um but they they don't sound the same there's just you get that vibe 
uh, in the music every now and then, but very good death metal band, a band that I honestly had kind of uh, had forgotten about. I've listened to them uh, many times, but I hadn't really listened to them in quite some time. And a friend of mine shared a uh, Spotify playlist with me and even said when he sent it to me, uh, sent me a link to it. He said, you know, maybe you'll find something on this playlist that you, uh, you'd you want to play on, on a podcast. And uh, yeah, I, I did. I found this Paganizer tune and it's an album, you know, again, I haven't listened to them in a long time, so I, I needed to catch up a bit with some of their more recent albums. But I'm going to play a tune off of what is their most recent record called Tower of the Morbid. came out in October of 2019. It's their 11th record overall. And uh, they're another band that's on uh, Transcending Obscurity Records, which is a label that I, I like very much. Um, so yeah, I had to kind of go back and uh, and check out this album, and really the last like three records uh, I hadn't heard um, much off of, so or anything off of really when it comes to this new one. But um, in checking it out, I found uh, that I liked it a lot, and there's some really good tunes on here, so I'm going to play one that really stood out to me as, uh, as being a favorite. So here we go. From Sweden, off of the album Tower of the Morbid, this is Paganizer with Rot Spreads. Paganizer from Sweden with Rot Spreads. Definitely, I mean, they're one of those bands that 
the moment they start playing, you can tell what country they're from. They just uh, they fall right in line with that Swedish death metal sound. Um, but it's really good. They do a really good job, and uh, I hope you see what I mean. I definitely get some Unleashed vibes um, from, from that band, but... Um, all right, we're going to jump to Norway here. This is a band that has been around on and off since 92. Initially formed as a project by uh, Gall, who we know from his time in Gorgoroth, mostly. And, of course, uh, then Godseed came after that. And then uh, Gall's Vird is his current band that has released an amazing record. But uh, before all that was his band, Treldom, and I love Treldom. Um, the first record is pretty unpolished and pretty rough, but the second record is an absolute gem. Um, that's called Till et Onnit, and that one is so good, so good. Um, but yes, I am going to play something off of the third album. It's their last one, um, it, but the project is not dead, as far as Gaul has said. Um, but he just basically said he works on his own timeline and doesn't really rush for anyone and he just waits until the material feels good enough that he can record it and I'm just he's one of those guys where if he's not feeling it it's just not going to happen so <laughs> it's frustrating for his bandmates but uh but I can respect that but um yes I'm going to play something off the third album called Tilmina and that came out in May of 2007 um, again, that's the third record. It was on Regain Records, and it was their first one in eight years because the second album came out in 99. Uh, it was like right when he was freshly, um, you know, the, announced, I guess, as the new vocalist of uh, Gorgoroth was in 98, and they were still uh, working on material for that Treldom album as well. So it was a busy year, I would say, for Gaul. But I bought this record in uh, Norway. I was there in... 2008, because uh, I was there in 06, 08, and 2011, I believe, uh, as well. That was the last time I've gone. I'd love to go back, but uh, going back costs money, and I don't have a whole lot of that. So one day I'll go back. But yes, the second time I was there in 08, uh, this album had come out uh, just the year prior, so I went into a record shop in Oslo and uh, bought this CD, among others. I probably bought it five or six things uh, while I was there. I was going to maximize my record store trip, buy some stuff that you can't find in the U.S. and things like that, or at least at the time. Now it seems like you can get anything from anywhere at any time, but uh, once upon a time you couldn't find the, the CDs in the U.S., but, um, but yes, I bought this album. I remember not liking it quite as much as the second record, but still um, enjoying most of the songs off of this. Um, and I love Gaul's voice. I mean, he's one of those guys that has an instantly identifiable voice. You know who it is the moment he starts singing. His voice is not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, I've always liked it a lot. I think he's a great performer live as well. Very intimidating presence on stage. But uh, I'm going to play one of the few English, uh, English language songs um, in their entire catalog, really. They, they're very, very few. Uh, but this one has English lyrics, but uh, it's just a very good song as well. So off of the third album, Tilmina, this is Treldom with By My Will.
Alright, there we have it. That was Treldom with By My Will. Also, I should say that, um, you know, I, I've advertised before the Thomas Erickson podcast. Thomas Erickson, of course, being the main, uh, the main man behind the, uh, the black metal band Mork. But he does a great podcast um, where he just interviews different big names in the Norwegian black metal scene and just kind of discusses their musical origins and, and just talks about their careers, basically, from, you know, their, their very beginnings up until current day. And uh, he's really gotten some some good people on there that don't typically do a lot of interviews and such. And uh, one of his more recent ones, it might be the most recent one, unless he's done one since. But um, very recently he did a sit-down with Gall that was a two-hour conversation. And uh, they just sat down in uh, an art gallery, I believe. Probably with one of Gall's uh, exhibits, because he is a painter as well. But they just sat there drinking wine and... Um, and talked for two hours and it was a really great conversation and Gall really kind of went into some good detail on some topics that I hadn't really heard him address in interviews in the past and um, so it was it was cool to hear him kind of discuss some things that I've often wondered when it came to his career and, and certain you know aspects of what life was like as a member of Gorgoroth you know at the time that he was in it so yes I recommend uh, checking that out if you're a fan of his like uh, like I am so all right, we're going to jump to Portugal here. And this band is a favorite of mine, and they really are not afraid to take chances. Uh, they never have been, and this new album is really no different. The band is Moonspell. They've been around since 92, and they are putting out their new record in, uh, well, just a couple of weeks here. I'm going to pronounce it the way they pronounce it. <laughs> it's, it's spelled like Hermitage, like T-A-G-E, but they say Hermitage because, you know... They're Portuguese, and it's fancy. So Hermitage is coming out on February 26th, and uh, it's coming out on Napalm Records. It's their 13th record overall, but it's their first one since 2017. And I'm not really sure how to feel about it. Um, they I've, Obviously, I haven't heard the whole record. I don't have access to it. Um, but they've released three singles so far and some you know music videos for these songs. And... The last album didn't really grab me much. The album prior, Extinct, to me, is one of the absolute gems of their entire discography. It's a fantastic record, and it kind of encompasses elements of all their albums. Uh, the last record just didn't, you know, it wasn't awful, but the songs just didn't stick with me. They didn't stick in my head the way that the, the previous album did. So I had high hopes for this new one, and they've released three singles so far, and uh, so far it is very very mellow and melodic and that's not bad they've certainly gone that route in the past on other records but um, maybe it's just not what I was hoping for with this album I guess what might be the best way to explain it but um, the more I listen to the singles the more I can appreciate them for what they are and and uh, enjoy them more but the initial hit when I heard him I was just like man I wanted something a little heavier here and it's just super mellow, but um, this is the first album with a new drummer. They've had the same drummer for their entire career, and uh, he he left. Old Mike, he had a, had a baby. Maybe he's had a second one since then. But I remember he, uh, you know, was was they weren't touring much because he was taking time off to be you know home with his family and his young young child. And um, I just kind of had a feeling that he might not be sticking around. That tends to happen. You know, you look at like Scott Rockenfield, um, 
in Queensryche. You know, he's been missing in action for the last like four years from Queensryche because he had a kid um, and just wanted to be home and not miss those early years with his child, which is understandable. But uh, yeah, so it seemed inevitable, but old Mike is uh, is no longer the drummer for Moonspell, which is a shame. So this new album is the first one to feature the new drummer, whose name I cannot remember. I should have written it down. But yes, very mellow, but um, I love this band. I respect this band. They're never afraid to try different things and go a different direction. So here we go off of Hermitage. This is Moonspell with Common Prayers.
Moonspell with Common Prayers. Now you might hear that and say, well that doesn't sound that mellow. I mean it still had some some heaviness to it and I do enjoy that main riff a lot. But I will say that this is the heaviest of the three singles so far. So the other two are much more mellow than that. Um, And I hope they keep going for a while longer there because old Fernando um, has been doing a lot of like Facebook Live videos and stuff. And he just looks beat down. <laughs> he looks so mentally worn out and just physically tired uh, all the time in these videos. And, you know, I'm sure when you lose an original member, somebody who's like a brother who's been there by your side uh, for such a long career, I mean, they've maintained um, a steady lineup for a very long time. And so I imagine losing an original guy might kind of weigh on you. But um, I know the quarantine and not being able to play live and stuff has uh, has weighed heavily on uh, on them. They've been pretty vocal about that. But uh, yeah, if you see those videos with Fernando, he just looks uh, worn out. <laughs> I hope that he, once this album's released, I hope that they kind of, uh, you know, revitalizes the band a little bit. But um, anywho... We're jumping to Poland here, a phenomenal death metal band that's been around since 96. I am, of course, talking about Decapitated. They were just kids, basically, when it formed, and uh, the debut was amazing, and the stuff that they were playing on the debut is stuff that I can still pretty much barely play, and I've been drumming for, you know, 20 years now. But um, the debut, I hadn't checked out a lot at the time, but um, when the second album came out is when I was kind of transitioning from my love of like thrash metal and getting into heavier stuff. And um, so I was kind of drifting into the death metal world a lot more by this time. And their second album had come out called Nihility. Came out in February of 02 on Earache Records. They have seven albums now. And really the only one that I straight up... Well, I, okay, the, the last two... I have not liked at all. Um, I really hate their current singer. I hate his voice. I hate his mannerisms on stage. He looks like he should be, you know, fronting a a new metal band or something. And he moves like he should be fronting a a new metal band. So yes, not a fan of his at all. Um, I can stomach him on the Carnival is Forever album. Uh, It's mostly because I'm such a fan of Krim Lechner and his drumming, that uh, that album has some phenomenal drumming on it, so I, I do tend to go to, to that album a lot. But yeah, I don't like the last two. But they're working on a new one with James Stewart uh, from Vader. He's their new permanent drummer, so I'm really anxious to see what he brings to the table drum-wise and see if he can push them in a more... Um, a different direction like their older stuff, I guess, instead of this, uh, you know, Mushuga-inspired uh, newer stuff that they've been churning out for the last couple records. But yes, the Glory Days were really the first three albums. The fourth album still has a lot of great stuff on it too, but it was really those first three albums with the original singer 
and such good records and this second one really is what made them stand out and uh, and then they just built upon that popularity from there so i'm going to play the title track it has some of my favorite riffs and some really good drumming of course um yeah what else is there to say overall i'd say my favorite record of theirs is the third album but uh, this one just has so much you know nostalgia for me that i just have to uh have to play something off of it so from 2002's Nihility, this is Decapitated with Nihility.
All right, there we have it. That was Nihility by Decapitated, and man, that brings back some some good memories here in that record. Um, I think that's one that they don't have on Spotify, if I remember right. So it's like if you want to hear it, you're forced to just go on YouTube or just you know dust off the old CDs and throw it in the CD player. Um, all right, we're going to Russia here. This is a two-man band. I think it's uh, Twin Brothers, actually, that uh, are the main guys in this band. They do have a live lineup with uh, live musicians. Been around since 2014. The band is called Grima, G-R-I-M-A, and I have kind of followed their career uh, since the debut, really. The debut came out, and um, I played something off of that. And then their second album, uh, Will of the Primordial, that was on my album of the year list for 2019. That was a really, really strong record. And um, they released a new album, their third, well, it's their fourth, I guess. They did do um, one that I wasn't sure if it was a full album or, or not, but uh, they did they did have a um, an earlier one that I kind of didn't recognize as a full length. I thought it was an EP. But, um, but yeah, so they released this fourth album on January 22nd. They're still on Nature Mocked Records, and uh, they're one that Nature Mocked promotes heavily, uh, and, and deservedly so. This is a really good band. But um, their new album's called Rotten Garden, and uh, I was looking forward to this. I had seen, you know, obviously, you know, following Nature Mocked, they had been promoting it a lot, so I was ready for it whenever it came out. Checked it out, and man, is it good. The last album was so great, and uh, this new one is to me so far just as good I've listened to it a handful of times already and they just have really grown um, they found their style and now they're just really growing within within that style and uh, improving the songwriting and um, it's, it's just gotten so good uh, this one stands out to me as a favorite and evidently I'm not alone in that because it's also when you check their Spotify this is actually the most played um, song on their little Spotify channel, so obviously uh, other people think this is a pretty badass tune as well. So, off of their new record, Rotten Garden, this is Grima with Cedar and Owls.
All right, that was Grima from Russia with Cedar and Owls. They're really, really good at creating a uh, a really grand atmosphere with their with their music. All right, I'm excited about this next one because I don't know a damn thing about this band. <laughs> They're from Spain and they've been around since 2004, and I've never heard of them until like a month ago. They're called Korgal the Exterminator, and it's just a real nasty thrash band. And they've put out five records. I've, I've never heard of them at all, but just when I saw that name, I was like, that's an awesome band name. I'm going to check this out. And it's pretty good. I mean, there's better bands within the genre, but it was one of those bands that I <laughs> checked it out, listened to it, had a smile on my face as I was listening to it, and said, all right, that was pretty cool. I'm going to play that. <laughs> so there's bound to be people out there like me that have just never heard of this band, so I'm going to give you a taste of it right now. So... Uh, They released a new album called Sharpen Your Spikes, came out in September of 2020 uh, through Extreme Music was the label. Their fifth album overall, I have yet to go back and check out the other four. Um, This band is still very new to me, but it's just some good, fun, nasty thrash metal. So here we go. This is Korgal the Exterminator with Black Goat of the Woods.
There we go. That was Corgull, the Exterminator from Spain with Black Goat of the Woods. I love how they're five albums in and it still sounds like sloppy as shit, but in a good way. Like it's it's sloppy in the same way that like Venom is sloppy. Like it was just I don't know. It somehow adds to the sound. But uh, yeah, that's just some good fun, nasty thrash right there. Uh, speaking of bands that I don't know fuck all about, um, let's go to Sweden again. <laughs> this is a band that I have seen the logo a million times and never checked out. Uh, they've been around since 2015. They're called Svaltvinter, and when you look up Svaltvinter, you tend to find other bands that have um, that as a song title, <laughs> so it's hard to find the band, you know. Um, but yeah, you got to kind of dig a little bit, but they have only put out one full length, but they've done a demo and a couple of EPs, and it must have been the EPs or something that I had seen advertised on like some black metal pages that I follow on Facebook or something. But yes, I've been seeing more and more um, on those certain black metal groups and pages, um, people kind of sharing songs from uh, their debut full length, which is called <laughs> Head and Gongen, and I had to really brace myself to say that one so I didn't mispronounce it severely, but that came out in August of 2020, and they released it independently. So that explains why I see it so much on Facebook, is because that seems to be their main avenue for promoting it, uh, since they're not on a label. But it is kind of quintessential, um, kind of melodic-style Swedish black metal. Um, so they're definitely not reinventing the genre here, but it's very solid, and I'm impressed with the production as well. Um, the record is is a strong album for being released independently and everything. Um, I, I think it's a really good record, and I haven't heard the demo, but I did go back and check out the EPs, and the EPs are very good as well. So, uh, yeah, show some support to these guys since they released this uh, independently. Go on the Bandcamp and uh, purchase this thing, because it's damn good. Um, yeah, it's just straight up black metal, and that's really all I can say. I don't know much else about the band. I don't believe any of the members in the band are members of other, like, you know, more well-known projects. Uh, from what I saw, it was it was people that I didn't recognize their names. But, uh, here we go. Off of Hedengongen, this is Svald Winter with Hadenfard. <laughs>
right, that was Svalt Winter from Sweden with Hadenfard. Um, yeah, I love the production. It's very intense wall of sound. I like how they break up their drum beats to where it's not just intense blast beats for the entire tune. They actually break it up into some more kind of straightforward, more like black and roll type beats almost. Um, but it helps to break the song up and make it that much more memorable. Um, okay, we're going to jump back to Norway here. This is a band that I actually kind of already indirectly uh, mentioned earlier in the episode. So the band is Mork. They've been around since 04. And that is the uh, project of Thomas Erickson, as I said. Um, and he plays everything on the records, and then he has a, a consistent live uh, band. And um, I don't believe he has deviated with his live members at all, really, since he's been playing live. So it's kind of uh, nice for him to still uh, have the, the steady band members. But uh, when it comes to the uh, creative process and the records, he just does it all himself on his own time in his own studio. And... Um, I really, really like their last couple of records. I haven't checked out the really early stuff, but the last couple of albums have been very good, and that's actually what got me, uh, what got me into them, uh, was the third album. And uh, but yeah, I, I follow their output anyways. And then uh, once I saw that Thomas Erickson had his podcast, I jumped on board with that, and I listened to that regularly. He slowed down. He was doing it weekly for a while there, but now he's kind of. Uh, Things have ramped up with, you know, releasing an EP recently, and now he's about to release uh, the next full length in uh, March. So I think he's doing a little more promotional stuff for that and not focusing as heavily on the podcast. So the episodes have gotten uh, fewer and farther between, but I still look forward to them when he releases them. But yes, he has a new full length coming out. He just released an EP called Pesta that just came out December, I want to say. Uh, so it's still really fresh, but yeah, they got the new full length coming out that he wrote uh, throughout 2020 during all this quarantine since they weren't playing anywhere. So the new album's called Katedralen, and that's coming out on March 5th uh, of this year through Peaceville Records. Um, I know Thomas is very happy and excited to be on the Peaceville roster because he, you know, as many black metal musicians uh, will say, are big fans of Dark Throne and very influenced by Dark Throne. So being label mates with them is something that I think he's pretty, uh, pretty happy with. He mentions it a lot. But uh, but yes, he has released uh, the first single off of this uh, new record, and I like it a lot. It kind of picks up where the last two left off. Um, the Pesta EP didn't do much for me because it really was just one new song and then a couple of covers that were just kind of meh. And even the new song to me was not as good as the stuff from the last couple of full lengths, but I do like this song better. Um, so yes, since this is a brand new single, I need to uh, need to get it out there for you guys to listen to. So off of the new album Katedralen, this is Mork with Arv.
right, that was Mork with Arv. I really love their style, and I love his bass playing. That's something that he says he has a lot of fun with when he tracks it, and it sounds like it. He really gets creative with his bass lines, and it really keeps the songs interesting. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, uh, that full length when it comes out. That's coming out on March 5th. All right, we're jumping to the USA here out of Minnesota, originally from Kentucky. This band's been around since 07, and they're pretty hyped up when it comes to American uh, black metal acts. Uh, The band is Panopticon and uh, Mr. Austin Lunn, who plays everything on the records. Um, Some friends and acquaintances of mine uh, make up his live band. They're from... Guys from all over, um, from some really great bands, or other you know really good American black metal bands are part of his uh, his live lineup. Um, but yes, in the summer of this year, he's going to be releasing his tenth record uh, called "And Again Into the Light" through Bind Rune Recordings, and uh, he released something that I'm honestly not sure if this is going to be on the album or if this was just a one-off type thing. But I know it was released. Um, well, I mean, I, it was released recently. I think as part of a promotional thing through a magazine as well. You know uh, how they'll have a single from a band or whatever uh, to accompany whatever issue of, of a magazine that they release. But uh, but yeah, so this is supposed to be kind of the first taste of new material for the year uh, from Panopticon. So it's a lengthy song. Um, definitely, you know, fits with their style that they have pretty well established. Kind of folky. Um, epic melodic black metal in the kind of American Cascadian black metal style as they call it but um, Panopticon has always been very solid and very consistent and uh, and very high quality stuff Um, I've always kind of had my opinions about Panopticon from the promotional standpoint in in thinking that they kind of get uh, hyped up a little too much which is not uh, any fault of their own but I think they kind of get held up on this pedestal that I just don't I'm not going to say it's not deserved, but I'm, I will say I, I don't quite understand why they have been elevated above so many others um, that I think are just as good. <laughs> so that's really all I can say about that. That sounds negative, but I promise that it's not the intention. I'm, I'm just a little confused at uh, the status, I guess. But uh, anyways, um, I believe this is going to be off of the full-length album, so I'm going to go ahead and say that. So off of and again into the light, this is Panopticon with No Hope.
bumping the mic. See, I was going to try to let the whole thing play out and let you hear all the little sound effects, and then I go and bump the mic with my notes. Anyways, <laughs> that was No Hope by Panopticon. That is a very good song, um, and some great performances there from Austin. Uh, and that full length is coming out this summer. I don't think they have a solid release date um, for that yet. They just kind of said sometime this summer, so we'll have to be on the lookout for that. We're jumping to Germany here. This is a blackened death metal band that's been around since 2010. Uh, it's one that is fairly new to me. Um, I really like what I've heard. They sound like a, a better version of Svartkrown. Svartkrown being like a French uh, black death band. But this, I think, is just done even better. <clears throat> Excuse me. The band is called Sulphur Eon. And I'm going to play something off of their third record. It's called The Scythe of Cosmic Chaos. Came out in 2018 through Van Records. And yeah, I'm really, really digging this stuff. It's It's got a really mighty, just thick production. And it's very intense and dark and kind of experimental, but only in flashes. Like, they, they don't go for a full-blown kind of avant-garde style. Um, they just kind of throw some kind of more experimental chords and things uh, into their sound. And I think the end result is really strong. It's really good. Um, I've listened to the second album and this third album. I haven't uh, listened to the debut yet. But um, yes, very pleasantly surprised and uh, a band that I wish I had checked out sooner. So I'm going to have to dive back into the debut now since I've heard the second and third albums. But uh, yeah, this is a really cool record if you haven't heard it. And this is the closing song from the album... And um, it's just a, a really, really good one. So here we go from Germany. This is Sulphur Eon with Thou Shalt Not Speak His Name.
And there we have it. That was Sulfur Eon from Germany with Thou Shalt Not Speak His Name. Um, I really, really like that record, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty pretty psyched about finding this band. <laughs> so if you've already heard of them and they're old news, then uh, I guess I'm just late to the party. But yeah, I'm, I'm really liking their stuff a lot. Uh, all right, it's that time. i got to announce the final song of the episode. I once again want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend. And, uh, of course, on Spotify as well. I have all the episodes on Spotify, so be sure to find it and follow it there. Um, any sort of feedback or suggestions, recommendations, requests, things like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And finally, please find and like the Facebook page because all updates or poll questions or just any sort of news regarding the podcast is going to always be posted there. So, we're going to go to Bergen, Norway here. This is a legendary black metal band that's been around since 91. And a favorite of mine all through high school and college and stuff like that. It is Immortal. Uh, their drummer, Horg, is one of my all-time favorite drummers because he is so solid and he's just not flashy and he kind of mirrors my approach to drumming. Uh, I love, always love his decision-making. He doesn't really do anything on the drums that I wouldn't do. Um, so yeah, I can relate to his approach and I really, really like his abilities. And um, But yes, I love Immortal. Um, I think my first Immortal record was, I had already heard Sons of Northern Darkness but hadn't purchased it yet, and while I was uh, in the UK, I purchased, um, oh, what was it, oh no, I didn't purchase it, I wanted to, but I didn't end up getting it, so I ended up doing a, a trade with my great uncle in uh, in England. He wanted an album from the USA that he couldn't get over there, and I wanted to get this Immortal album, so he bought me the Immortal album. Um, <laughs> Which was, you know, it was Battles in the North was the, was the record, by the way. But yeah, so Battles in the North, um, I don't know why. I think it was just the album cover. I just wanted it. <laughs> so he sent me that, and I sent him some, like, psychedelic rock uh, vinyl or something that he, uh, he wanted from the USA. So that's how I got my first Immortal album. And then shortly after that, I purchased uh, Sons of Northern Darkness, and then I was just off to the races from there. Um, but yes, I really, really love their catalog. Every album is something a little bit different. Um, I've played some stuff off of the earlier material, and uh, now I'm going to play something from kind of later in the discography. Uh, as we know, Immortal, um, the old Immortal is no more. Abbott was fired from the band and then started his own solo project. And the remaining members, Demonaz and Horg, um were left to pick up the pieces there and it was kind of up in the air because Demonaz had not played guitar on any Immortal albums for years due to like chronic tendonitis and not being able to play for long periods of time and stuff like that. Um, so he had just been the lyric writer for years and so yeah with Abbott gone it was like well then who's playing guitar you know can Demonaz even do it? And he did. Like, evidently, he can do it for short, you know, sessions in the studio and stuff. So he was able to uh, to play guitar, and they put out a record called Northern Chaos Gods, and it was amazing. It just kind of blew everybody away because even his vocal delivery, Demonaz's vocal delivery, is close 
to how Abbott used to sound on the older records. So it kind of gave you this nostalgic vibe of older Immortal. Uh, but since then, <laughs> unbelievably, Demonaz and Horg are now embroiled in a legal battle because there was all sorts of legal hoopla with Ab- Abbott about the, you know who has rights to the name. And um, and now between the two of them, they're having a legal dispute over who gets you know uh, credit for you know a 50-50 split versus Demonaz wants more than just 50-50. He wants more of it from uh, royalties and things like that. And so now they're in the middle of something. So I don't think they're working on any new music until that gets sorted out. And it's just a bit of a shit show when it comes to that band. But you can't deny that the uh, the music is just fantastic. So I'm going to play something off of the album All Shall Fall from 2009. It was their eighth album. came out on Nuclear Blast. And the album as a whole was decent, but it was not my favorite. But there was one real uh, gem of a song on there. It was the last track, just a real Bathory-inspired epic track. Um, I love it. I love the way it's constructed and the way it builds up. And uh, there's a whole nice middle section in there where it kind of picks up the pace, and it's just done really well, and then it comes to a real epic uh, close as well. So it just felt like a perfect way to end the episode. So that's what I'm going to do. So I want to thank you guys for listening, and I expect to be back in a couple weeks with episode 85. So until then, stay safe. Off of the album All Shall Fall, this is Immortal with Unearthly Kingdom. Cheers.